Are we ready for the jury then? Okay. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Your next witness. Your Honor, we'd like to call Bruce Whitkin, and it's by deposition designation. All right. And who's first? Um, I think we are. I think we asked okay. questions first. All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. That's all right. Will counsel please stipulate that in lieu of formally swearing in the witness, the reporter will instead ask the witness to acknowledge that their testimony will be true under the penalties of perjury. The counsel will not object to the admissibility of the transcript based on proceeding this way, and that the witness is verified that he is, in fact, Bruce Whitkin. Yes. Yes, I am. Mr. Chu? Uh, so agree. And could you please state your name uh, and business address for the record, please? Bruce Whitkin. California 91607. And how did you meet Mr. Depp? Um, he joined the band that I was in in Florida. And did did Depp ever become family? To me? Yeah. Who was the first person that Depp married? My sister-in-law, Lori Ann Allison. Yes. Okay. And was that around the time? Right when we moved out here in 1984. Okay. So how long have you known Mr. Depp? How many years? It's got to be over 40, maybe from 82 to now. And would you consider yourself friends with Mr. Depp? Um, we were until about four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, and before four years ago, were you close friends? Yeah, I would consider him my best friend. Yeah. Was he like a brother to you before four years ago? I mean, yeah, we were brothers. You would call me a brother, I'd call him a brother, yeah. I mean, we had a lot in common. Is it fair to say that he was like family before four years ago? Yeah, I mean, he was fr He was friends with my mom. My mom loved him. I mean, yeah, we had a, we were as close as you can get. And do you agree to tell the truth today, regardless of your your close past friendship with Mr. Depp. I tell the truth either way, yes. Um, from about 2011 until 2016, how often do you think that you would, how often do you estimate that you would have communicated with Mr. Depp? A lot. We were working a lot of music together. Um, we did a film together. Well, he did the film. I just helped record some stuff. Um, a lot, a lot of time between that era. But him and I spent a lot of time from around 2001 till 2015. You know, yeah. 
based on your personal observations from 2011 to 2016, did, did Mr. Depp ever abuse illicit drugs? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that abuse is the wrong word, but, you know, I think that, yeah, it was, it was going on. You know, it wasn't like crazy rock and roll house. No, it was just, yeah. But I wouldn't call it abuse. What word would you use instead of abuse? Getting high. What? Oh. Getting high. Okay. Getting high on on cocaine? Yeah, once in a while, if I saw it, you know. I mean, I've handful of times I saw it. I don't think he liked to do it in front of me. Did you ever observe uh, forgetfulness in Mr. Depp after he'd been drinking or using substances? Forgetfulness? No, I think that he's got a pretty good memory, but, you know, my personal experience with him, no. Uh, did Mr. Depp's drugs or alcohol ever impact the band uh, when you were bandmates or its music performances? We were all young. No, it was, we were kids. We all did bad stuff there. <laughs> Are you aware of, of Mr. Depp achieving any period of sobriety uh, during the years that you've known him? Yeah. And when was that? It's hard for me to, I mean, it was right around... We'd have to look it up when he did Lone Ranger. He seemed really kind of focused and he wasn't drinking. I went to visit him. I believe it was New Mexico. Amber was there. Everything was like different. You know, he's, he was proud of it. He wasn't drinking. And I think he was smoking a little weed, but that was it. And do you remember about what year that was? feeling it's 2013 but i'd have to look to see when lone ranger was <laughs> is there a time that you believe that mr Depp needed help with substance abuse as a friend yeah and do you know who dr kipper is oh yeah and, and what do you know about dr kipper in relation to mr Depp? um i don't have a strong opinion Dr. Kipper, but I'll be honest as I can. He was a doctor brought on, I believe, to help him get sober. He was a sober doctor. And I believe he had a nurse with Johnny and a nurse with Amber at the time. Um, I thought it was a scam. I thought it was a complete ripoff. Um, but that's just me. Please bring up exhibit three. Okay, does this look like a true and accurate copy of, of this exchange? Yeah. And regarding the lines, I'm real worried about him and this Dr. Kipper. Um, mm -hmm. what, did you, what did you mean by that? Like I said, I didn't trust this guy. And were you ever worried about Mr. Depp's health? Um... Yeah, I mean, I would be, you know. I, I love the guy. You know? I didn't know what he was taking, but they just both seemed like zombies. And why were you concerned? Just because I saw how he looked and know what he's going through. and So, yeah, I was concerned, but 
was no couldn't get back in there to try and help were you nervous for him in relation to the drugs and, and alcohol yes so you did have some health concerns or not well I, yeah i mean like i said we're not as young as we used to be and you know there was a part during that time that he was hitting it pretty hard you could tell and i just didn't want anything to happen to him and those concerns related to Mr. Depp's health? Yeah. And Mr. Depp's, they related to Mr. Depp's drug and alcohol use? Yes. Back to Kipper for a moment. Um, do you know if, if when Dr. Kipper prescribed drugs, you know, would Mr. Depp also take anything else besides that? For example, would, would Mr. Depp drink alcohol or use other drugs in addition to prescription drugs from 2011 to 2016? The answer would be yes. It just seemed odd to me that there was weed and um, wine and a soberness. Didn't make sense to me. Uh, and has Amber been nice to you since you've met her? Amber was always very nice to me, yes. And would you, would you consider Mr. Depp to be a romantic person? Yeah, I think so. And why do you say that? Just by the way I've seen him act, you know. And have you noticed a certain intensity of Mr. Depp's relationships? Yes. And have you ever observed Mr. Depp um, exhibit any jealousy when he's been in a relationship? Yes. And can you do you remember when? I go all the way back to my sister-in-law. I mean, he can definitely have a jealous streak in him. Can you remember any specific examples? Um, you know, when he was younger, he was jealous of Nick Cage or jealous of Adam Ant because my sister-in-law knew them. And was besides that um, initial time period, was he, did he ever tell you about any jealousy with any other women or any other times? Yeah. You know, he brought up a few with Vanessa, which were ridiculous. A lot of it was in his head and not re in reality. You know what I mean? And what about with Amber? Did, did you ever uh, encounter any talk from J.D. Of, of jealousy with respect to Amber? Yeah, there were a couple mentions if she was doing a movie with some guy or stuff like that. In terms of jealousy, would anything make Mr. Depp more bothered or less bothered? Like I said, it was if she was on a film or doing something that he couldn't be around it to see what was going on, I think it would he'd work himself up, you know. Can we please bring up Exhibit Six? And the very top line, if you can see that, Mr. Whitkin. Right. Your name is in the. Um, the participants column and him or Mr. Depp is in the from column. Right. It's dated February 4th, 2014. Um, did Mr. Depp ever tell you that he had a, a big fight with, with Amber at any time? He would mention when shit was rough. Yeah. No, they were having issues. Yeah. He would mention it. Do you have any personal knowledge of, of observing um, Mr. Depp? and Mr. Manson together? Yeah, but you can't blame somebody 
drug abuse on somebody else. But yeah, him and Manson would hit it pretty hard as well. And they, they would, if I hit it hard, they would do? They would drink and smoke weed. I don't know if I ever saw Manson do blow, but I would assume that he did. He's done everything else. Okay, but you would, you would see them drink together? Yeah, yeah. I worked with them both on a few things, so. Let's go to exhibit eight, please. Yeah. We can see that it's it's the same date. It's February 3rd, 2014, uh, text exchange between you and Amber. And do you have a? I have a vague memory of him hanging at Max's <laughs> house for a couple of days. Do you know what kind of professional help more specifically? I mean, yeah, to, to kind of clean up. I mean, he tried to clean up a couple times, and he did. I think he needed that, and he needed therapy. You know? And I recommended that to him. He, he did it a little bit, but then he stopped. Because um, from my experience, it's deep-rooted issues that he's dealing with. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, okay. So you were referring to two types of professional help there. One was therapy and one was cleaning up uh, for drugs. Is that fair? Yeah. Could we please bring up exhibit nine? So this is actually a continuation of that same date exchange from February uh, 3rd, 2014. Um, and I'll give you a minute to read it. They're text between... Uh, you and Amber. Right. Do you think that you were going over there uh, out of concern? I mean, uh, obviously she was concerned, so I was concerned and, um, uh, you know, going to Manson's would have been interesting because I don't know if he would have left <laughs> but I was trying to get there I know I was, it looks like I was trying to get through the mansion or find out where they were okay can we pull up um, exhibit 10 please do you remember this exchange as sort of part of a continuation of the last exchange yeah probably what I was doing is reaching out to the assistants to see where the fuck he was and how he was because obviously I didn't get any real answers um, can I please bring up uh, Exhibit 12? It's April 28th of 2016. Okay. How often around, were you around Mr. Depp at this time in April of 2016? Probably a bit, depending on if we were rehearsing or recording. Well, my dates are a little squirrely, but... Did yeah, you probably, have any... probably a bit. Do you have any memories of uh, at this time of Mr. Depp getting high or drunk? Um, I mean, drinking while we were working, yeah, smoking weed. Yeah. I think your prior testimony was that you've not observed arguments between Mr. Depp and Amber. Is that correct, or or is that wrong? Um, I've never seen them physically abuse each other. No. And did you say this was at three in the morning when he called? It was late. I can't exactly, but it was it was later than I imagined that I'd get a call. So I thought it was, you know, something bad. So yeah, it went down. 
So Stephen called at around three in the morning uh, and then you went down and your understanding, you went down after that call? Yeah. And what was your understanding of the reason you were called? Yeah, it was just crazy arguing and stuff going on down there. And for some reason, he thought I could help. What, what, what was crazy about it? Right. I mean, I think what was crazy to me is that's the first time that ever happened. You know, the first time Stephen ever called me for help like that. You know, usually, usually it's just to come and record or go do this or go do that. But for some reason, he wanted me to come. And when Stephen called you, did he make any references to anything being thrown around? That I don't remember. It was almost like shit's going crazy down here. Can you come? Did he say that he wanted you to come urgently? Yes. How, how long did it take you to get there? My house downtown at three in the morning, maybe 20 minutes. Did you ever talk to Amber when you went over that morning? Not really. It was, it was just a lot of walking around and people going in and out of the bedroom and um, I don't remember if people were crying. I don't remember any of that stuff. It was just like a blur to me. Um, you know, I don't remember talk if I talked to her. I'm sure I probably said everything's going to be all right. But like I, by the time I got there, I couldn't. You can tell there was a vibe in the house, but there's nothing I could witness. What was the vibe in the house? Yeah, just people, you know, a little bit of an edge, you know. And look, I got called down there at 3 in the morning, and there's the mom up. I mean, it was obviously, to me, something went down, but I didn't see anything. Um, and if we could pull up Exhibit 13, please. And do you recognize the person in this picture? Yep. Who is it? Amber Heard. This picture is uh, ALH, in case you can't see the base number, 7101. Uh, it's dated March 23rd, 2013. Um, Mr. Whitkin, you mentioned previously that you had seen bruises on Amber's upper arm. Yeah, one, it, one time, yes. One time. Does this look like the bruise you saw on Amber's upper arm? Mr. Whitkin, um, what, did the, what did the bruise that you saw on Amber look like? I mean, it looked similar to that, but it didn't look like a, it looked like a grab, not a punch. Like just somebody grabbed her arms. And do you remember what year or time frame that bruise that you saw was? I'd have to go through the dates. Um, we were working on a Keith Richards documentary and Johnny and her showed up to the studio and I just had noticed it on her arm. And I, don't, I don't know if it's the same date or not. Did the bruise, bruise look like this bruise? It's in the same vicinity. I don't I know like if that's the one. Can you tell me more specifics about that bruise? What did it look like? Like I said, it just looked like she was grabbed. That's all. That's what it seemed to be. Finger, finger marks. 
Now, did you ever talk to, to Amber about, about that bruise? No. And when did you see Mr. Depp with a fat lip? Um, late, I'm thinking it's sometime in either 2015 or 16 during rehearsal. Could have been a, can you be more precise? precise of about a month do you think it could have been in the spring of 2015 yeah i don't remember i mean we toured spring to summer so yeah maybe it's the spring of 15 or 16 i think it was 16 i think um well we did do other, we did do other rehearsals for other spot gigs so i could be off by a year <laughs> If we could bring up Exhibit 15, please. If you look at the first text, Mr. Wicken, um, it's from Mr. Depp. It says, I'm good, just got a fucked finger. Right. And the second text. That's from Duda's, yeah. And do you, do, you, do you remember what you would have been concerned about? Just the fact that somehow mm -hmm. his finger got cut off and he's got doctors around him that are supposed to be making him sober and everything's supposed to be better and it wasn't. Did Mr. Depp ever um, talk to you about about that, about sobering up? A little bit. He just said, you know, AA wasn't his cup of tea. He didn't believe in a higher power. He didn't believe sobering up was his cup of tea? Oh, he just didn't believe in a higher power. If he was going to do it, he'd do it his own way. Do you remember any specific incidents of Amber, with, of anger with Amber? I mean, he would talk about frustrations or whatever, and we would try and talk through it, but it wasn't as much anger as it was much, it was like, confusion and sadness and why is this not working, you know. Um, but no, he would never... Very rarely would it be a specific reason why. And did you notice any increase or decrease in Mr. Depp's anger when he was drinking around drugs? Um, I don't didn't notice much of a difference, you know. Did you ever see Mr. Depp doing drugs with uh, other bandmates? Yes. Did you ever see Mr. Depp doing drugs with Joe Perry? Yes. And what types of drugs did you see them do? They were doing cocaine. Uh, and how do you know they were doing cocaine? Because I was in the room. And around what time was that? It was it was pretty late. What year? It had to be 2016 because that's when we were on the road. Have you ever seen Mr. Depp do cocaine before 2016? Yes. And when was that? Probably 2014 was the first time I saw him do it because I was quite surprised because when we were kids, he hated this stuff. Um, but then after that, when I kind of said, why are you doing this? He, he kind of hid it from me for a long time until I believe in 2016. And do you have any recollection um, of steps Mr. Depp took in December 2015 to try to assist in decreasing spending? don't know all the details about it. There was obviously another lawsuit with that whole thing. Um, but I 
do know leading up to that time he needed to slow down on spending. I heard about that. Did Mr. Depp tell you about that? Yeah. What'd he say? There's something about the business manager and, you know, has been spending too much and I need to slow down or do more movies or whatever. Have you been involved in Mr. Depp's prior, any of Mr. Depp's prior lawsuits? Um, yes, I have. Um, I was part of the first one against the management group. And then I was deposed in the lawsuit with his lawyer, um, Jay Boone. Did you testify, do you remember testifying about drug and alcohol use in that, of, by Mr. Depp in that deposition? Yes. And what was that about? Um, I, went, I was at Johnny's house, things were going good. We were hanging out talking. Um, and I guess Waldman came in and Johnny introduced me and I just remember Waldman saying, hey, nice to meet you. And um, Johnny had told Waldman that I was part of uh, Unison Music, which was named in the lawsuit. And if, uh, and if, if they needed any paperwork from me, that I had all my paperwork and tax returns. And Waldman turned right me looked me in the eye and just said do you have any shit on the Mandels and I said no and that was it that's the last time I saw him and you also testified in the Bloom case is that is that right yeah did you testify to, to Mr. Depp's drug and alcohol use in, in that testimony um I believe I did how did Mr. Depp respond to your uh testimony not happy not happy and what's your relationship um, with Mr. Depp now? What happened in, in the last four years? Honestly, I don't know. Somehow I started to feel a distance end of 2017. We had a gig um, and I saw him, but he was really kind of distant and kind of fucked up. And um, like he wrote me this weird text saying I stabbed him in the back and bad mouthed him and I'm like what are you talking about and he wouldn't explain it and pretty much I haven't seen him since 2018 didn't even get to have the old bro argument just cut off can't get through to him no return text no nothing no email my daughter even got married and he ignored her so I think there's some people behind the scenes talking shit about me because everybody always tried to position themselves. Oh, who's the best friend and who's this, that, and when I was just there to be his friend. And I think there were some lies and um, bullshit said about me that he actually believed, which is surprising. And I've yet to have the uh, conversation with him to go, what are you talking about? I know that he wasn't happy about my testimony, but I wasn't going to lie. And um, did you ever try and help Mr. Depp? 
Oh yeah, I tried. Did you ever try and help him with substance abuse? I mean, I got him with a therapist, um, but never tried an intervention or nothing like that. No. We would just talk about it. And he would say, oh, you know, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And I'd say, well, you're not all right. And then shit would just move on to the next conversation. Did you observe anyone else trying to help Mr. Depp with substance abuse? Um, I mean, I know Christy, his sister, um, was always concerned with his well-being, whether it was substance abuse or not. Um, and everybody... I think deep down inside was, but like I said, the people on payroll won't really say much. They'll try, but what, you know, they don't want to lose their job. And I'm not saying they all fall into that category, you know, but it's a strange thing around people like him. Everybody wants something. And I think today you've testified to seeing a bruise, but is it fair to say that you have no knowledge one way or another of, of violence? Not personal knowledge, no. You mentioned before that, that uh, Mr. Depp has, has pushed you away in the last four years. Is that right? Yes. Um, has, Jay, has Mr. Depp ever admitted being violent to you? No. With anyone? No. All right. Yes, ma'am. Your next witness. I'm sorry. One more time. Yeah. Your Honor, we'd like to call Tracy Jacobs. Uh, she's also by deposition designation, and it begins with me. All right. Ask me questions. All right. Thank you. state your name and address for the record tracy renee jacobs los angeles california and what is your current occupation uh talent agent and how long have you been a talent agent 34 years miss jacobs when did you first begin representing mr depp uh, when I was at another agency at ICM, I think it, uh, I've, I represented him 30 years. So now since he's been gone almost five years, you can subtract 35 years. And then when I came to UTA, I believe it was 1998, he came with me and I've been at UTA for, well, now it's been 22 years minus the last four he was with me from the beginning during the time that you represented mr depp as his talent agent please describe the types of jobs and responsibilities you performed for him um i was his agent so my job as all agents are was to find procure and negotiate jobs for him, acting jobs for him initially. Well, I'm assuming if you were uh, his talent agent that you would know what his, how his career was tracking over that 30 years you were with him, would you not? He became the biggest star in the world. 
and do you take any credit for that? Yes. And why? What do you what do you think your contributions were to Mr. Depp becoming the biggest star in the world? Well, A, that he was extraordinarily talented, and B, that my talent was compatible with his in terms of understanding the kinds of roles and scripts and filmmakers that would make sense for him to work with and being able to master the two and put them together. What is your understanding of the reason why Mr. Depp terminated you? I really don't know. All I know is he terminated essentially everyone in his life. So I was along for the ride, I guess. Line 20 said, I'm directing your attention to line 20 of Mr. Depp's deposition on November 2020. And why did you leave Tracy Jacobs in October 2016? And Mr. Depp's answer was Ms. Jacobs in the same attempt to corral the thievery and the injustice that was practiced upon me by Mr. Mandel and Mr. Bloom. At a certain point, Tracy Jacobs began to sort of become revealed as, I won't say co-conspirator necessarily, but she was part of that little group. And it seemed in my best interest to walk away from that relationship because her interests were quite different than when they started, when we started. She, I believe she even stated that the reason she kept me for so long was the quote, was the money. She stated, otherwise, she said, I was not an easy client to represent or something to that extent. And so, yes, I had to leave the agency. Would you agree with Mr. Depp's characterization of your representation of him? Oh, I understand it. This is the first time I'm hearing or seeing this in five years. Um, no, is the answer. And, and why do you not agree with this? Because it's all untrue. And then I asked him, after asking if he sued you, and he said no. Um, he did sue Mr. Mandel and, and Jake Bloom, so I thought it was prudent to ask. Uh, he, then I asked him, did Tracy Jacobs say why she did not consider you to be an easy client to represent? And he uh she certainly never, she never expressed any of those things to me. These are things that she was able, I guess, she came to the realization that I was not easy to represent after I fired her. But Ms. Jacob, there was conflicts of interest all over the place. She had been represented by Joel Mandel. She was also to some degree represented by Jake Bloom. So therefore there was an obvious great, huge conflict of interest, which I lived with for a little while and thought, no, no, this is not, it's not a good idea. Now, my question to you is, do you agree with Mr. Depp's characterization that you only expressed that he was a difficult client to work for after he fired you? Absolutely not. Do you agree that you had conflicts of interest all over the place in representing Mr. Depp as he states here? No. Do you agree that you had been represented by Joel Mandel? Nope, never. Was Mr. Depp a difficult client to represent? 
He wasn't initially, and it became far more complicated in the last 10 years of my representing him. And how did it become far more complicated in the last 10 years you represented him? Um, his unprofessional behavior. Anything else? I think that covers a multitude of things. And that's going to be my next question. What do you mean by Mr. Depp's unprofessional behavior? in the last 10 years of your representation? Showing up late to set consistently on virtually every movie. I would get yelled at. I never said to him, you're a difficult client. I never used those words, but I was very honest with him and said, you've got to stop doing this. This is hurting you. And it did. And um, yeah. Did, even with your speaking to Mr. Depp about him consistently showing up late for set, did he correct that behavior during that last 10 years? No. And what types of difficulties did that cause for Mr. Depp? Well, initially, Cruz loved him because he was always so great with the crew, but crews don't love sitting around for hours and hours and hours waiting for the star of the movie to show up. And it also got around town. I mean, people talk, it's a small community and it made people reluctant to use him toward the end. And when you say toward the end, was that toward the end of your representation of Mr. Yes. Depp? Yes. Do you recall difficulties that Mr. Depp had during Pirate 5? Yes. Did you have just one conversation with Sean Bailey or did you have more than one conversation with Sean Bailey about Mr. Depp and Pirates 5? More than one, I'm sure. I don't recall. Okay. Do you have a recollection of the production of Pirates 5 uh, having to suspend for several weeks while Mr. Depp uh, had surgery on his finger. Yes. Did you go to Australia at any point during the filming of Pirate Spot? Twice. Yes. Was there something that caused you to determine that that was the time you should get on the plane and fly to Australia? Yes. What do you recall that being? The complaints about what I just, what I stated earlier about the lateness not showing up to talk to him about it. When you were talking earlier about there being a change in Mr. Depp's behavior over the last 10 years of your representation and it becoming more unprofessional, was part of the unprofessional behavior his increased use of alcohol and drugs? Yes. Was part of the unprofessional behavior that you witnessed increasing over the last 
10 years of your representation of Mr. Depp, his increasing anger and tendency towards violence? No. Do you know who referred Mr. Dr. Kipper to Mr. Depp? I did. And why did you refer Dr. Kipper to Mr. Depp? He has had a lot of experience with high profile people and really helping them seriously get and stay sober. Did you observe in your dealings with Mr. Depp as, as his representative uh, that he romanticized the entire drug culture? Yes. I'm asking for your observations um, based on your dealings with Mr. Depp. Was it your observation that Mr. Depp had fundamental issues with anger? Yeah. And in your observation of Mr. Depp having fundamental issues with anger, did that worsen over the time of your representation or was it relatively the same? Yes, it worsened over time. Did you observe Mr. Depp uh, lacking patience when he didn't get his needs met? Yes, but uh, yes. Do you recall a time while you were representing Mr. Depp that he started having earpieces so people could feed him his lines during filming? Yes. Recall that that became a regular uh, thing for Mr. Depp that he needed to use earpieces the lines when he fed to him doing films. Yes. Do you have a recollection of issues associated with London Fields? Yes. I'm going to ask you to take a look at deposition exhibit number eight. Ms. Jacobs, I'm going to I'll take you to the second page first so you can just read the and there's really some part there. And then here's where I'm going to direct your attention. This is from Mr. Depp to you on Saturday, August 29, 2015. You see that? Yes. And Mr. Depp, when Mr. Depp would write to you in emails, would he regularly have parts of it all capitals and exclamation marks? Yes. Harley's, he says fucking Harley. What is he talking about? I think he's referring to, uh, I don't know. I think he might be referring to the daughter of a director friend of his, but I'm not sure. So do you have an understanding of what he's talking about with the Matthew Cullen version? Matthew Cullen was the director. I don't know about nudity, although clearly that was the case according to his understanding. And I guess he was trying to get me to kill it. And then you responded to him. I'm all have spoken to Matthew. He also wants it stopped. We are doing everything to shut this down. 
Was there another version of Blondie? Oh, I'm sorry. I have to correct myself. He made a typo here, which is why Harley, he means Hanley. They were the producers. And as you sit here today, can you recall anyone at Disney committing in any way that Johnny Depp would be in Pirate 6? No. You testified at the beginning of this deposition that while you represented Mr. Depp, he was, I think, the biggest star in the world. Do you recall that testimony? Yes. And what would you say the reputation of Johnny Depp is today? His lawsuits don't help. What do you mean by that? I mean, it's endless, but I don't know because I'm not out there selling him anymore. Have you ever seen Mr. Depp engage in angry behavior? Yes. Now, were you aware that Mr. Depp filed a lawsuit in the United Kingdom against the Sun newspapers and Dan Wooten, the editor, because they called him a wife? Yes. Have you ever seen Mr. Depp hit a woman? Have you ever seen Mr. Depp throw anything at a woman? No. Have you ever seen Mr. Depp kick a woman? No. Other than Amber Heard, do you know of any other woman who ever accused Mr. Depp of physical abuse? No. Have you ever seen in person any marks on Amber Heard? No. Ms. Jacobs, you testified, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that in the last 10 years of your representation of Mr. Depp, there was a more unprofessional behavior by Mr. Depp. Is that correct? Yes. During that period of time, the last 10 years you represented him, was he ever fired from a movie? No. Have you ever seen this document before? I don't recall this exact document, but I know there were conversations going on. What were you referring to when you said at the top of this document, Depp Exhibit 5, this is good news? That we were able to help him out when he was in financial desperation. When you say help him out, who is him? Johnny Depp. And what particularly was good news? That we were able to secure a loan for him through Bank of America when Ed White couldn't get him any money, and it was very helpful to him. What was the final deal for Murder on the Orient Express? $5 million for four consecutive weeks, plus a great back end, which he has received significant money on subsequently. What was Mr. Depp's upfront compensation for Pirates 5? Yeah, he got paid $25 million with the back end. Would it be fair to say that you cannot say one way or the other whether Mr. Depp has hit, punched, kicked, head-butted, or choked Amber Heard? Yes. Can you say one way or the other whether Mr. Depp has ever hit, 
punched, kicked, headbutted, or choked anyone else? Yes. Can you say one, one way or the other? Do you know? No. Would it be fair to say that you were continuing to bring in good, solid work for Mr. Depp right up to the time Mr. Depp terminated you? Correct, yes. Earlier you said that Mr. Depp's reputation, that he became the greatest actor in the world, right? That's not what I said, but okay. I said he became the biggest movie star in the world. Movie star, thank you, forgive me. So as of the time that you were terminated by Mr. Depp in October 2016, did you still believe that Mr. Depp was the greatest movie star in the world? No. Why not? Because his star had dimmed due to it getting harder to get him jobs given the reputation that he had acquired due to his lateness and and other things. And what were the other things? Just, you know, people were talking and the question was out there about his behavior. And that behavior included? I think I've described it several times. Would that behavior include alcohol and drug use? Yes. Mr. Chu asked you about City of Lies and you indicated that you didn't believe it was released. Are you aware that Mr. Depp was accused of punching a local manager in the face during the filming of City Action. of Lies? I read that. I don't know. Do you have any understanding of why Mr. Depp needed that loan in January of 2016? Yes. He had said he had come in and met with us and he had asked for $20 million. Did Mr. Depp tell you when he met with you why he needed $20 million? Not specifically, other than he just needed the money. Was there any general discussion as to why he needed $20 million in January of 2016? Not as to why. He just expected us to do it. So he just, so Mr. Depp came in and said, I want you to get $20 million for me? Actually, it was, I want you to give me $20 million. It was not discussed. The question was not asked as a loan. And what did you say in response? I didn't. Jeremy Zimmer and Jim Burkus spoke directly to that point. I was just in the meeting. And in the meeting, do you recall what Jeremy and Jim said to Mr. Depp when he asked them for $20 million? Yes, they said we're not in a position to give our clients that kind of money. We're not a bank. Did Mr. Depp explain why he thought that you should just give him $20 million as opposed to loan? Yes. What he felt that he had made a lot of money for us and that we should just do it because of how much money he had made over the duration of his being at UTA.
Have you ever had any other client who's ever made that kind of a demand? No. And do you believe the Rolling Stones interview, the article, damaged Mr. Depp's reputation? Action. Yeah. Are you aware of any significant role that Mr. Depp has starred in since you were terminated that you did not negotiate and get for him? No. Did Mr. Depp get The Invisible Man? They didn't make it. They made it much lower budget with a woman, as it turns out. For Universal with Blumhouse. You were asked about whether there was any option contract for Pirate 6. Uh, and I just want to make sure I understand your answer. Did you, Were you involved in any kind of negotiation with Disney for any kind of option contract for Pirate 6 with Mr. Depp? Not that I can recall. No. Yes, ma'am, your next witness. Again, Ms. Berthoff. Thank you. Your Honor, our next witness is Joel Mandel. He's also by deposition designation. And we start the questioning. All right, thank you. Can you please state your name and business address? It's uh, Joel Mandel. Um, that's M-A-N-D-E-L. It's 8383 Wilshire Boulevard. Now, Mr. Mandel, you are here under subpoena. Is that correct? Testifying under subpoena? C correct. Okay. Could you please describe a little bit about your educational background and work experience? Um, I uh, graduated from uh, Brown University in 1980. Um, I graduated from the University of California, uh, Berkeley School of Law in 1983. Um, I went to work for a law firm in Century City from 83 to 87, uh, called Wyman Bouts of Rothman, Kegel, and Silver. Um, and I, I left in March of 87, uh, to form this company with my brother. Could you please describe uh, a little bit about your experience in the field of the business management, the types of clients represented, uh, your reputation in Hollywood, business field? Um, I'll, I'll cut to where we are today. Uh, you can ask me different questions. I mean, we're, we're a full, what I would describe as a full-service business management firm, um, which means that we provide a, a wide array of, uh, financial, uh, you know, administrative advisory kinds of services. We pay bills and 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 we uh, do tax returns and we assist people with purchases of of, of, of cars and boats and art and planes and um, you know we help people with outside professionals on estate planning matters and we work with uh, brokers on house purchases and with contractors on renovations and so it's a wide range of financial, uh, primarily financial services, but financial and personal services that we provide to, to, to our clients. And what types of clients are those? Um, 
the business, our business is primarily entertainment. Um, so uh, I don't have a, 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 a percentage. My, you know, my, my guess is it's probably something like 80%. Um, but that means people that work in the entertainment business, broadly speaking. How long have you been a business manager in L.A.? Uh, since 1987. When did you first meet Mr. Depp? Um, in, I believe, 1999. So if you could take us to make this a little run a little more smoothly, start with what you pr provided in the earlier time, and if it changed over time, just kind of take me through if that's possible. Um, well, uh, let me do my best job. The, the, I would describe things initially as being the way I described our services generally. I mean, the, the, the broad range of things that we do for, for all of our folks, you know, we did for uh, for Mr. Depp. Um, you know, uh, what changed was that uh, reasonably early on, so within the first few years, his life and career um, exploded in size. And so... Um, you know, as I said, our relationship started in 99. I think he did um, the first Pirates film in 2003. And and so, you know, it had already his, you know, uh, he was on a very uh, successful trajectory. The success of the Pirates films obviously catapulted him to an entirely different level of, of, of success. Um, and that was a career thing. It was also a financial thing. And so there was money made from the Pirates movies, and all of a sudden, the, the you know, the uh, what he was going to now make moving forward was going to be significantly greater. Uh, his life changed. And so what did that translate? That translated into a variety of things. And, and, and I don't want to mix dates. It's a long stretch of time. Um, but that meant a bigger life. It meant more employees. It meant buying additional real property. It meant buying additional personal property. Um, it, it meant a bigger life and more expensive life. Um, can you please describe for me the day-to-day -day logistics of communicating with Mr. Depp relating to your services? Um, Sure. Uh, um, uh, so I'll, 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 I'll explain this, but early on, um, Mr. Depp had made it clear that just as my initial introduction to him had been through his sister, that his sister was acting in a, what I would call a gatekeeper-like role. Um, and that she was going to play an instrumental part of his life in interfacing with people like me, um, like his agents, like his lawyers. Um, and so there was interface on a, on a, on a constant basis um, with Christy in the, the role that he sort of placed her in. The, the conversations and communications were constant daily with Mr. Depp. They were when they needed to be. And so um, we talked often, we met often, but um, not with the same kinds of frequency, you know, the daily kinds of frequency that, that I communicated with Chris. Please describe the challenges presented in serving as the business manager for Mr. Depp 
have been changed over time. And so, um, um, the challenges early on were the exciting challenges of somebody whose life and career were getting, you know, very big, very quickly. And, and that's a professional challenge, but it's a lovely, wonderful professional challenge. Um, um, you know, that means someone's traveling a lot. They're again, the, you know, income and expense, you know, grown dramatically. You're, uh, there's more staff, there are more real properties. There's more, I mean, it just, it, 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 it exponentially grows the size of the, of the job. Um, but that's what I, you know, that's what I, what I, what I do for a living. So that's, um, you know, uh, all, all, all changes and challenges, but, but, you know, good changes and good challenges. Um, um, my sense of the challenge of this representation and, and my description of the challenge would change probably sometime around 2010. Um, and um, I say that because it was the time after um, he had shot uh, the film Run Diaries and um, uh, he had come back from that picture and um, what had always been slightly difficulty in arranging meetings became more difficulty. And what um, I had always experienced as um, someone who liked to enjoy his wine at the end of the day became consumption that seemed excessive. Um, and the ability to coordinate and find times when he would meet became more difficult. Um, and it became clear over time that there were issues with alcohol and drugs. Um, and that translated into um, more um, erratic behavior, more stressful behavior, more times when it was difficult to um, engage in the kinds of conversations I needed to do my job. And so um, it, became, it became more of a challenge um, for a variety of those reasons after 2010. And quite frankly, the other thing that happened, and this is in 13, 14, um, you know, his meteoric sort of career rise had started to, um, uh, you know, he, there were some pictures that were not well received. Um, and, and for anybody in the business, whether you're an actor, you know, director, I mean, uh, frequently judged by your last picture and there were a number of pictures in a row that were not successful and so there was a combination of events um what felt like professional pressures what felt like some professional dissatisfactions um what i sensed was likely strains in his relationship with amper the use of alcohol and drugs um made my job more challenging you indicated that you were having more difficulty arranging meetings uh, what, if any, role did increased use of alcohol or drugs have on your ability to be able to arrange and engage in, in meetings with Mr. Depp? There were stretches of time when it, 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 it appeared clear to me that the use of alcohol and drugs was a daily uh, event. And, and so there were obviously various times when I needed to communicate directly with Mr. Depp. Um, and so some of my conversations with the people I've described involved 
finding good days and good parts of days when he and I could engage in conversations that he and I needed to engage in, where I knew he would be clear-minded and, and so forth. All right. So on, were there any periods that you can recall between 2010 and the end of your relationship with Mr. Depp uh, that Mr. Depp had any periods of sobriety? There were certainly stretches of time when he seemed better. There were there were days and weeks of there were stretches of time when he was better and 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 I couldn't tell you dates and but, but there were stretches of time when he was better and 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 more often not. As the business manager, you would have been responsible for paying Mr. Dr. Kipper's uh, expenses. Is that correct? Correct. Can you recall approximately how much per year? Mr. Depp spent on Dr. Kipper and his staff. Um, I, I think the fee was uh, around $100,000 a month. Describe for me what you observed of Mr. Depp engaging in what you would call erratic behavior. What I mean um, are a variety of ways in which responses to things seem disproportionate to the things. Um, and so, you know, there were times when he would be upset about something and he would be very, very, very upset about something. Um, seemingly to me disproportionate to that something. Um, uh, again, erratic is a, is a, a funny word. Um, you know, I felt like things were less predictable. I felt like, it, uh, you know, uh, it, it, I, I was, I guess, professionally in a place where, where I never knew day to day what to expect. Um, you said that Mr. Deb was sometimes uh, his responses seemed to be disproportionate and that he would be very, very upset. What, if any, observations did you make about Mr. Depp? expressing anger when he was angry at someone he would let them know um and and um did that uh, was that sent my direction uh, very rarely but 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 um at times you know it, it, it certainly on a handful of occasions in 2015 um but if he was upset at a uh, contractor he would vent if he was upset with a security person he would vent he would um you know uh he seemed to become increasingly less filtered and increasingly uh, uh, um, you know, the notion of <laughs> uh, I, I want to ask you accurately you know people moderate their behavior uh, they may moderate their behavior in public because things are, uh, you know, inappropriate in a particular setting. Uh, people will, may be upset with an employee, but they're constrained in how the, the employee is chastised. Um, my experience was that um, Mr. Deppitt became increasingly less constrained, less concerned with whether he was going to upset someone's feelings, but or. Or, or, or just increasingly comfortable venting in an aggressive way when he was upset or disappointed about something. And did that increase over time beginning, I think you said around 2010? Um, it be, 
began to change in, 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 in about 2010, and it increased over time and, and increased to the point where our relationship began to be impacted in 2015 and was eventually obviously severed in 2016. When Mr. Depp would uh, express his uh, anger and upset, uh, did he use profanity? Sure. Did you observe any increase in Mr. Depp's expressions of anger and upset uh, associated with any increase in financial difficulties or having to discuss financial difficulties? Um, yes. Um, His financial circumstances in 2015 had reached um, a, 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 a point where I was extremely concerned and had and was was uh, on a very very regular basis expressing that concern, and it seemed as um, uh, I increased increased my level of, of of expressing that concern, there was anger directed in, in, in uh, you know in my direction, um, and so. My warnings in 2015 that we were in very dire financial circumstances were not met very favorably. So did there come a time that you observed as Mr. Depp's business manager that his spending habits became more increased, perhaps excessive, extravagant? Yes. And when, when did you observe that? When did that begin? Um, Again, um, in the time frame I've described in that 2010 and on time frame, um, as I recall, income was very significant. Spending was very significant. Um, and the, again, the spending levels had grown very, very, very large um, and required that level of incredibly high income to be maintained. And when it dropped off, um, the disconnect became untenable. And what, if anything, did you say or do to try to assist Mr. Depp in curbing that spending? Um, the, the, those conversations were constant. And were Nathan Holmes, Kevin Murphy, and Stephen Duders part of the $300,000 a month full-time staff? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you know roughly how much each of them were paid? It's been a long time. If I had to guess, Kevin Murphy was probably paid about a quarter of a million dollars a year, and Stephen and Nathan probably about $125,000 a year. Do you know how much Jerry Judge was being paid by Mr. Depp as a security guard? Uh, we paid Jerry by the day. I think Jerry made something like $10,000 a day. Did Mr. Depp spend any money on charities? Um, some, not very much. And approximately how much? No, no specific recollection. Less than 50000 Um, I don't recall writing large charity checks. Uh, uh, it was more his style to show up at an event or 
uh, sort of lend his name to something rather than write checks. Mr. Mandel, did Mr. Depp ever acknowledge that he needed to change his spending patterns and improve the situation? Yes. Uh, at, at various times when we would have these conversations, um, he would acknowledge that he understood what was being communicated and would make expressions of a commitment to sort of work with me to do what was necessary. And were there occasions that Mr. Depp would apologize and say he was going to do better? Uh, th that happened on occasion, yes. Um, and what, if any, observations did you make about whether Mr. Depp ultimately did improve and uh, work with you to try to get his spending under control? That never seemed to happen. Um, and so... Uh, there would be, at times, expressions of appreciation, expressions of an understanding, expressions of a willingness to do what was necessary, um, but um, th there never seemed to be any follow-through when the things would be, you know, uh, teed up that had to happen to make those, uh, you know, words real. Um, uh, there was no follow-through. Now, let's talk about the tax returns for a moment. Did, did you... You and TMJ, TMJ filed tax returns on Mr. Depp and his company's behalves while you were his business manager? Yes. Are you aware that Mr. Depp testified under oath that you did not file his tax returns for 17 years? Uh, I'm, I'm aware that you're telling me. Uh, Is it true that you, did, that you did not file his tax returns or those on behalf of his company for 17 years? No, that's not true. Um, were there times that you were unable to pay some or some or all of Mr. Depp's taxes on time? What is your understanding of what or his numerous other vices meant? The use of alcohol and drugs. Do you know how much Mr. Depp spent on prescription drugs during the time that you were his business manager? There, there were periods of time when... Uh, prescription spending was, from just my experience, very high, thousands of dollars a month, uh, but I can't tell you the time periods. Do you have a recollection of whether uh, TMG had to pay down and pay for property damage at other rental properties or hotel properties that Mr. Depp used because of damage to the property? Specifics, no, but did we pay damages at various times over the years? Absolutely, yes. And, and do you recall that Mr. Depp from time to time did commit property damage in the rentals that he was in or hotels? And you recall that there were times you did have to pay for damage to Mr. Depp's rentals, is that correct, or hotels? There were times. Okay. Um, now, you had testified a little bit earlier about needing 25 million by the end of the year. Are you aware of whether Mr. Depp was able to sign on for any movies and obtain 25 million by the end of the year without the assistance of a lending entity? So the first time that Mr. that you that your business that you as the business manager were 
unable to pay Mr. Depp's taxes by October 15 was October 15, 2015. Is that correct? Correct. And you consider that to be an increasing, increasingly difficult and alarming situation that we're trying to resolve into late January 2016. Is that correct? That's correct. I showed you earlier exhibit number eight, which was the video clip of Mr. Depp slamming doors and pouring wine, et cetera, in the kitchen. Do you recall that video? I recall the video, yes. Okay. Do you have a recollection of giving Mr. Depp very bad news the morning of February 10, 2016? I don't recall a specific meeting with a specific date. As I've indicated, there were a variety of meetings in groups and conversations alone and in groups regarding how these very dire financial circumstances were going to be addressed. And as I've indicated, the tone of these conversations became more tense as time went on and these issues were not being addressed. And is it fair to say in the first half of February of 2016, the conversations that you have just described were taking place? More specifically, Mr. Depp and I began having conversations that took on a more heated turn in July of 15 when it became clear that he was not willing to sell the property in the south of France. And the tone of those conversations became more heated and more contentious as time went on because the circumstances were more dire. And would it be fair to say that your perception was that the circumstances continued to become more dire between July 2015 up through the time of your termination in March 2016? They did. How did you learn of TMD's termination? Edward White had a colleague, an employee of CPA, someone in his office came to our office physically and hand-delivered a letter. And who was the letter from? I think they were hand-delivered like one letter on the 15th and one on the 16th. So there was a letter signed by Mr. Depp indicating that our services had been terminated. And then there was a letter from Edward White's office, I recall, saying that they were the new people and we should coordinate a transition. Did you have any familiarity with Edward White as of the time of the termination? I had not heard of him. And did Mr. White accept your offers of assistance? For the most part, no. Now, approximately how much did Mr. Depp earn during the period of time you represented him? I recall the amount being reported to be something like $600 million and believe that amount was probably, you know, close to that. Did you steal $650 million from Mr. Depp? No. Did you steal anything from Mr. Depp? No. Mr. Mandel, did 
TNG or you take any money other than the fees that you were entitled to from Mr. Depp? No. Mr. Mandel, um, did, were you ever found adjudicated by any court, any kind of legal entity, any agency to have committed malpractice, malfeasance, or embezzlement? No. All right, well, we'll go ahead and take our morning recess at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take our morning recess. Do not discuss the case and don't do any outside research, okay? Thank you. Again, court is still in session, if we could. Court is still in session. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead and take a recess then until 11.15. Is that working? All right. Thank you. Recess.
Okay. Okay. If you want to approach. Ready for the jury then?
seated. Your next witness. Your Honor, our next witness is Adam Waldman, and I will start the questioning, and then Mr. Rottenborn uh, split that with me, and we'll be questioning next, and then it will be Mr. Depp's counsel. All right. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Elaine Bredehoff, and together with Ben Rottenborn, we represent Amber Laura Hurd. Will you please state your name and address? Sure. It's Adam Robert Waldman, Washington, D.C. And what is your current occupation? Attorney. Uh, I'm also involved with a skincare company in a variety of capacities. How long have you been an attorney? Uh, I think since 1995. Do you currently represent John C. Depp II, who I will be referring to in this deposition as Mr. Depp or Depp? I do. And is this representation an attorney-client representation? It is. Does it include any other type of representation of Mr. Depp other than as an attorney-client? I would instruct the witness not to answer that question on the grounds of attorney-client privilege an attorney work product. You can't answer that question without disclosing uh, communications between himself and his client, Mr. Depp. As you're aware, Ms. Bredehoff, the court has ruled that Mr. Depp has not waived attorney-client privilege and will not be waiving attorney-client privilege. So you're aware of that. So, Mr. Chu, I'm not sure that you heard my question. I was actually asking him if he had any other type of representation relationship with Mr. Depp other than as an attorney client. I think he can answer that yes or no, but I would I would instruct the witness on behalf of Johnny Depp not to disclose any communications you've had with your client. No. So just so we're clear, since we had a little bit of record back and forth, um, the only way in which you represent Mr. Depp is as an attorney-client representation. Is that correct? I'm sorry, Mr. Waldman? I believe that's true. Okay. Um, and you are here today providing this deposition under a subpoena and then subsequent notice, correct? Yes. And when did you first become Mr. Depp's counsel? I think that it was around October 2016. And what is your role in this case as counsel for Mr. Depp? Objection. Sure. Uh, and I would instruct the witness not to answer that question. Okay, I'll follow the instruction. When did you first meet Mr. Depp as opposed to first start representing him? I first met him in October of 2016. How is it that you came to meet Mr. Depp? The general counsel that I referenced a moment ago asked me to go and uh, have a meeting with him, with Mr. Depp, and to talk about a financial problem that he was having. Did you enter into a written representation agreement with Mr. Depp when you began your representation? I would instruct the witness not to answer that question that calls for attorney-client privilege. Okay, I follow the instruction. Have you entered into more than one representation agreement with Mr. Depp during the course of your representation? 
Same instruction not to answer. You can't answer that without disclosing attorney-client communications and attorney work product. Mr. Waldman, when did you consider your attorney-client relationship with Mr. Depp to have begun? I believe it began the night I met him, actually. Sometime in October 2016? Yes, ma'am. Has the relation, has the attorney-client relationship between you and Mr. Depp been severed at any point between October 2016 and the present? Would instruct the witness not to answer that question on the grounds that you can't answer that question without disclosing attorney-client communications. Okay, I accept the instruction. As Mr. Depp's attorney, you have provided him with advice. Is that fair to say? That's correct. And you have charged Mr. Depp for your advice, correct? I would instruct the witness not to answer that question. You can't answer that without disclosing attorney-client communications and the fee arrangement in any event is irrelevant. But I'm instructing him not to answer on the grounds of privilege. I accept the instruction. Mr. Waldman, when you provide legal services in an attorney-client relationship, your understanding of that is that you provide advice and your client in turn compensates you in some manner. Would that be fair to say? Yes, as a general matter, that's how I understand an attorney-client relationship. And has Mr. Depp paid you for advice? I would instruct, I do instruct the witness not to answer on the grounds of attorney-client privilege. You can't answer that question without disclosing your communications with Mr. Depp. I accept the instruction. Well, let's go general again and see if maybe we can work at it from that perspective. So in your relationship with your clients, you provide advice and it's up to the client to determine whether to follow that advice. Would that be fair to say? As a general matter, I do agree with that statement, yes. All right. And by the same token, it would be up to the client to determine whether to reject your advice in whole or part, correct? You're still speaking in general. Correct. In general, yes. Okay. Now, did your relationship with Mr. Depp, and I'm talking about your attorney-client relationship, deviate from those general principles that in some way Mr. Depp is not permitted to follow or reject your advice? I would instruct the witness not to answer the question based on attorney-client privilege. I accept the instruction. Now, Mr. Depp has the right to terminate your representation at any time. Is that correct? But yes, I think it's true. I think you need to let... Would be free to terminate at any time. My apologies, Mr. Waldman. I didn't realize you were still talking. Did you finish? Yes, I did. Thank you. Now, has Mr. Depp terminated your representation of him at any time between October 2016 and the present? That's the same question that I instructed Mr. Waldman not to answer before, just stated in a slightly different way, so I would instruct the witness not to answer that question. I accept the instruction. 
Oh, and Mr. Depp, as the client in your relationship, is in the position to make the final decision, regardless of your advice. Would you agree? I, I would instruct the witness not to answer that question. I don't know that he, well, I know he can't answer that question without disclosing communications with Mr. Depp. So I instruct the witness not to answer. I accept the instruction. Mr. Waldman, if you were advising a client in an attorney-client relationship uh, and you were in settlement negotiations, would it be you or the client who has the ultimate decision-making ability? But to speculate about the question, yes, generally the client would be responsible for deciding the, you know, the ultimate outcome of the settlement. Yes. Now, you met Mr. Depp after he and Amber Heard had split up. Is that correct? That's correct. And you met Mr. Depp after he and Amber Heard had reached a settlement in their divorce. Is that correct? That's my understanding. So you have no personal knowledge of anything that went on during their marriage. Is that fair to say? Well, it depends what you mean by personal knowledge. I wasn't there, if that's what you mean. Correct. You'd never witnessed any interaction between Mr. Depp and Amber Heard prior to October 2016. Is that correct? That's correct. And you have no personal knowledge of any conduct by either of them against the other prior to October 2016. Is that correct? Again, if you're asking me, do I have any knowledge of their conduct? I think I have knowledge of their conduct. I think maybe you're asking me, did I witness conduct? I'm asking for personal knowledge, which would mean you would have had to have witnessed it. If you're asking whether I've witnessed it, the answer is no. Now, your initial knowledge of the relationship between Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard was based on your interviews with Mr. Depp. Would that be fair to say? I, I would instruct the witness not to answer that question because he can't even answer yes or no without disclosing the substance of communications with his client, Mr. Depp. I accept the instruction. Once you came into Mr. Depp's life and became his counsel, Mr. Depp filed with your assistance a number of lawsuits. Would you agree? Yes. Did Mr. Depp terminate Tracy Jacobs as his agent before or after you became Mr. Depp's counsel? Mr. Waldman, I would instruct you not to answer that question if doing so would require you to disclose any communications you had with Mr. Depp. It would. How long had Tracy Jacobs been Mr. Depp's agent at the time Mr. Depp terminated Tracy Jacobs? And, and again, Adam, same instruction to the extent that, uh, that answering the question requires you to disclose communications that you had with Mr. Depp, I would instruct you not to answer the question. It would. Was it Mr. Depp's decision to terminate Tracy Jacobs? Again, I would instruct you not to answer that question because that could only have come from Mr. Depp in the communication with you. I accept the instruction. 
after you began representing Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp filed a lawsuit against Joel Mandel, Mr. Depp's former business manager, correct? That's correct. And you represented Mr. Depp in that lawsuit against Joel Mandel and his company, did you not? I did. But it was Mr. Depp's decision on whether to file the lawsuit against Mr. Mandel and his company. Would you agree? I would instruct the witness not to answer that question because it would require disclosure of communications between Mr. Depp and Mr. Waldman as to who was advising who as to filing the case against TMG and the Mandel brothers. So I would instruct you not to answer that. I accept the instruction. Did Mr. Depp have the ultimate decision-making ability with respect to the lawsuit against Mr. Mandel and his company? And again, I would instruct you not to answer to the extent it requires you to disclose attorney-client communication. It would. After you began representing Mr. Depp, Mr. Depp filed a lawsuit against Jake Bloom, Mr. Depp's former attorney. I did. But it was Mr. Depp's decision on whether to file the lawsuit against Mr. Bloom and his law firm. Is that correct? Again, I would instruct the witness not to answer to the extent it requires him to disclose attorney-client communications. It would. And Mr. Depp, though, was the ultimate decision-maker in connection with any decisions made 